Oh, that'll, that'll get you going, amen. We was in that jail yesterday and had a boy in the service, 14 years old. He come to play basketball, never played. I asked him if he's going to play. He said no, but he sat there and watched us. You tell he is unhappy. Come to the service though, and uh, tell he's hurting. I was going around asking kids' ages and everything. I'm starting 15, 17. So he says, I'm 14. But I got to a point in my message, and I talked about. You may not have anybody that loves you, and he's shaking his head. I said, but I know one that does. And boy, he stopped shaking his head. And I said, his name is Jesus. He had an old hair hanging down in his face. He didn't move much after that. But I hope and pray. He may be laying in that bed today, but I hope and pray that the Grace of God will find him and touch him. And he realized what he heard yesterday would be the greatest thing he could ever do. 14 years of age. Amen. Amen. Boy, I'm glad I'm saved. Only by the grace of God could I be in hell tonight or in jail myself. I'm thankful for his saving grace. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Boy, it's been good. Amen. Amen. Get me going, amen, hallelujah. I'm thankful I'm saved. I thank God for the testimonies this morning. Into my repent because I deserved it and we made myself, made, I made my pit. That's why I was in a pit that I made. But he brought me out. Didn't deserve it, Brother Pat, but he brought me out, amen. Loved me enough because he loved me, amen. Praise his holy name, hallelujah. Amen, God is so good. Luke chapter 23, verse 13. Turn me down just a touch, Richard. I may get going and I don't want to blow everybody's eardrums out, but I'm fired up, amen. Just a little bit, amen. Bring me up just a touch. All right. Right there sounds good, I reckon. Uh, Go ahead and stand to your feet. Let's reverence the Word of God. Luke 23. I'm going to begin reading in verse 13. We're going to go down through verse 26, have a word of prayer and get into the message. It says this. It says, In Pilate... When he had called together the chief priest and the rulers and the people, said unto them, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people, and behold, I have examined him before you, have found no fault in this man touching those things whereof ye accuse him. No, nor yet Herod, for I sent you to him, and lo, nothing worthy of death is done unto him." I will therefore chastise him and release him. For of no of necessity he must release one unto them at the feast. And they cried all at once, saying, Away with this man and release unto us Barabbas, who for a certain sedition made in the city and for murder was cast into prison. Pilate therefore, willing to release Jesus, spake again to them, But they cried, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. These are the same crowd that was saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, earlier before this. 
And he said unto them the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? I have found no cause of death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. And they were instant with loud voices, requiring that he might be crucified. And the voices of them and of the chief priests prevailed. And Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they required. And he released unto them him that for sedition and murder was cast into prison whom they had desired, but he delivered Jesus to their will. And as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, I love you. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for Jesus. I'm thankful for that cross. I'm so sorry that upon that cross he bore the sins of the world, my sins, but I'm thankful he did, God. Because you loved us so much, you sent your only begotten Son that he paid that penalty we could not, but yet today can rejoice and have hope for those of us that have received Him. Father, thank You for Your Word. God, help us today, I pray. I need You. Please help me, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. You know, the trial and the death of the Lord Jesus Christ reveal several things. It reveals... For one thing, the wicked heart of man, doesn't it? I mean, you look at this, and here he is. We know he was blameless in what took place. But also, on the other hand, it reveals the grace and the mercy and the love that God has toward man. Ascended Jesus to go through and what Jesus accomplished. You know, you think about this account, and you think about people uh, in the world, even I think about my salvation testimony and when men are doing their worst God is giving his best and you see here they what a terrible thing they were doing yet God had given his best to them the very ones that were saying crucify Jesus and all these ones but yet he died for them and uh, in Romans I think about Romans 5 20 where it says but where sin abounded grace did much more abound Thank God for His marvelous grace. You know, it's been said that, uh, I know you ladies are like this, but a diamond becomes more beautiful the more you look at the cuts of it. They say if you begin to examine a diamond, and when you begin to look at all the cuts and the clarity within that, it's, it, as you look at the different angles, it, it, it can become prettier the more that you look at, at each angle and each cut of that. And uh, as we're getting closer to Resurrection Sunday, uh, I want to focus a little bit on Calvary because you've got to go to Calvary before you can go to Resurrection Sunday. Amen. You've got to go through Calvary. And uh, there are so many angles we can look at on the cross. 
as we, as we look at the cross of Calvary, and I know, um, I think it was back in 2017, I was going back through some of my notes, I think I preached, I don't know, about four messages on, on the cross, and just looking at the cross in different angles and from different perspectives, and Boy, how uh, even in studying that it impacted my heart and how each time we look at a different angle of it, how, uh, how, how it becomes more beautiful. Although, um, you know, as, as tough it is, it is to realize the agony that, that he took upon on Calvary, yet it's still a beautiful thing for a child of God to realize because of Calvary. Because he loved us, because of Calvary, we can rejoice in that demonstration of God's love. What I want to look at today as far as looking at the cross, I want to go to verse 26. And in verse 26 of my text, it says there, it says, And as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross he might bear it after Jesus, after Jesus. I want to focus for a little bit on Simon. And with the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you on this title, The Benefits of Bearing the Cross. The Benefits of Bearing the Cross. Now let's just get our minds together and focus of where we are in the Scriptures we see that the Passover, what's taking place here, we understand, of course, where Jesus is and, and this trial and all the things happening, but where the, everything surrounding him was taking place, there were thousands of people at this time coming to Jerusalem. And they were coming there to celebrate the Passover. They were coming there uh, to, for the feast. Simon was, was one of these coming for that with his family and coming to celebrate the feast. And uh, uh, he, he's going there to celebrate the feast and the Passover. Never did he ever imagine verse 26 was going to come into his life. With him as, as, as Jesus passing by this multitude and, and coming by his way there that he would, he would be the one having to, to bear the back of that cross as Jesus drug that cross as beaten as he was. After, this is after you have to remember the whipping post and the cat of nine tails and all of the things that took place with him and yet there he was having to bear the cross and yet here they, they get Simon to, to bear the cross with and after Jesus Christ, imagine that. What was he going to tell his family? What was he going to tell his friends? But listen, what may have seemed to be a burden to him became a blessing. And I want to show you that this morning. Four things I want to go over. Four things that bearing the cross did for Simon and his family that can do for you. If you'll just pay attention to what I'm going to give you, all right? Number one, number one, I'm, and I'm going to parallel with Simon here, this fellow bearing the cross, following Christ, but yet for us, because we have a cross to bear as a saved child of God, and the benefits in that, number one, it brought him in the presence of Jesus. It brought him in the presence of Jesus. It says in our text, it says, and they 
led him away, and it says, Then they laid hold upon one Simon. Laid hold upon. Understand that as he's watching this and he's taking place, as this is going in front of him at that moment, as Jesus comes by, one of them soldiers, they says they laid hold. And in another instance it says, and we'll go to some other scripture about how they they, um, uh, uh, took him and said, Listen, you're going to do this. You're going to carry the cross. And they laid hold on him. They said, you're going to go. You're going to pick it up. You're going to follow him. That laid hold means that they persuaded (laughs) in a powerful way. They persuaded, Brother Jason, persuaded him to do that. But let me say this this morning. It's my prayer. It's my desire that if there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know Jesus Christ, they don't know Lord as Savior, that the grace of God would seek them out, amen, and lay hold on them in their heart, amen, and persuade them to realize the greatest need they have above anything else at the very moment that they're breathing right now is their need of receiving Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, amen. The moment Jesus passed by, he was persuaded to pick up the cross. Brother Jason, I'm thankful the day Jesus passed by my way. I'm thankful that, listen, Miss Sue, he persuaded my heart, amen. Listen, we're not forced by any means, but the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit of God drawing men unto Christ. I'm thankful for the power of the drawing of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm thankful he came by my way. And listen, God knew at that very moment as that man stood there in that street, as his son was coming down, beaten and bloodied and battered, struggling to carry the cross, that at that moment he would be persuaded to pick it up but yet the benefit he didn't realize at the moment but the benefit would come from what he did and I'm thankful brother Jason for the day praise God he didn't give up on me but one more time brother Barth Jesus passed by amen and persuaded me to get to the cross amen and I did and I've never regretted it amen hallelujah Simon think about this Because he bore the cross, he was close enough to hear Jesus speak. I looked it up. That cross is about 11 feet, give or take. 11 feet from the top to the bottom, but yet you've got Jesus carrying the heaviest part, that load of the cross, yet dragging that thing, and yet he's here, and just a few feet back, Brother Jason, there's Simon carrying that end. He is close enough to hear. Now I'm going to tell you something else too and how you understand that and realize that and for the sake of time, if you, if you study in Matthew and in Mark, hey, it's got this, this, uh, this uh, account as well and you can go and, and reference this account and you can realize that as, 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 they, were, as they were going through uh, that, that uh, uh, Jesus spoke to others on the street and if they could hear him, you know very good and well Simon could hear him. Can you imagine, Brother Barth? I just have to believe here, Jesus, with no sin. Thank you, Simon. 
Now, I'm just wondering. I'm not trying to take place of the Word. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to build something the Word of God's not, but I'm just telling you right now, I can only imagine. Listen, by Him bearing that cross, Brother Barth, I guarantee you, Jesus was, if Jesus was thinking enough to speak to the rest of them, I guarantee you, there's some said up that road to Golgotha. He was speaking to Him. And I'm going to tell you what, when you choose to bear the cross, amen, he'll speak to you, amen. It'll put you in the presence of the Lord, amen. Here's what it'll do. When you bear the cross, the benefit of bearing the cross, it puts you in the presence of the Lord. Listen, hey, it'll give you a drive. It'll give you a drive to live for him. The word of God says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. (laughs) That's true. Right now, hey, we're doing good, amen. I mean, we've heard some good singing, praise God. We've gotten some truth from the congregations, from the specials. Hey, we've had some testimonies. My heart's been touched. Listen, I'm telling you what, I'm thankful, I'm saved, I'm on fire. But I'm going to tell you what, tomorrow's coming, Brother Barth. And as much as I desire and I'm ready to take on hell with a squirt gun, amen. I'm going to tell you what, life is hard, the devil is real, and the world is cruel, Amen. The spirit may be willing, but listen, the flesh is weak. And I'm going to tell you what, if we're going to make it through this world, hey, listen, and we're going to take that cross, I'm going to tell you the benefit of picking up the cross and following God is you can hear Him speak to you, amen. And we're going to need that. Because it's going to give you the drive you need to keep on keeping on for Jesus. Amen. Luke 24 says this, and they said one to another, now this is, this, remember they're coming back, this is after the resurrection, Luke 24, and you don't have to turn there if you, if, you, if you don't want to, but it says this, and they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while, we, while he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? They started off not even knowing who he was, but when he revealed himself and they got in his presence, amen, and started talking about the word of God, this is those two coming back. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? They're coming, those two men coming back after the resurrection. They were discouraged, thinking, oh no, Jesus is dead, but yet here he was. It was Jesus himself, and he began to talk to them. They were in his presence. It says their hearts burned within as they talked with him. As they were in his presence, it moved them. They didn't want to leave. It caused a burning that, listen, they couldn't produce. But they went from sadness to shouting, amen? Bearing the cross for Christ brought Simon in the presence of Jesus Christ and it did something for him. And I'm going to show you as we keep going. And when we bear the cross of Christ, it'll bring us in the presence of Christ. It'll produce a drive that you need to keep on keeping on for Him, amen. It'll produce a fire in your soul and in your bosom that will help you to to live against the devil and the world and the flesh, amen. Here's number two. I'm going to move on. It made Him follow in the steps of the Savior. Not only did it put him in the presence of Jesus, but it made him follow. He, listen, we're talking about he's bearing the back of the cross. It made him follow in the steps of the Savior. In Matthew chapter 16, it says, Then Jesus said unto his disciples, here's Jesus' words, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself 
and take up his cross and follow me. And follow me. We that are saved, we've got a cross to bear. Amen. In this world. But let me tell you this. When you bear that cross, you're not alone. As Jesus was carrying that cross, and yet Simon, he, he had to pick up that cross, Brother Jack. He wasn't doing it by himself. And as he was picking up the bag, he was following in the footsteps of Jesus. Amen. That's a blessing. Hallelujah. That is a blessing. Understand. Listen, we as Christians, listen, we have got, we have got a cross to bear, but you're not going to bear it alone. He's with you. Amen. He's with you. You're following Him. As Jesus, if Jesus went to the right, Simon went to the right. If Jesus went to the left, Simon would have went to the left. Think of the cross. I was thinking, I said, I wish I had something today to illustrate. I was just thinking, if I, hey, if I, if I was prepared enough, I'd have had something, Brother Barr, to where I'd, I'd like to get somebody. Think about it. That you just picture in your mind, if, if Jesus had went this way, Simon went there. If he had went this way, if he had sped up, guess what? Simon's speeding up. He'd slow down. If he had stopped, Simon had stopped. So he's bearing that cross. But he won't bear it alone. He was following in the footsteps of the Savior, Brother Jason. Amen. Amen. Wherever the Savior was going is where, where He was going. Jesus is ahead of us. Jesus is leading the way. Jesus is the only one that knows the beginning and the end. Amen. We need to follow Him. And by bearing the cross, we can follow the steps of the Lord. Amen. And get this. He's bearing the cross... But he's not bearing the heavy part. He was bearing the cross. But Jesus had the heavy part. Jesus still, and as he was taking that front of that cross and was dragging that back, and yet as he was going through and those soldiers compelled him to grab it, he picked up the back. But Jesus was still carrying the heavy part. Can I tell you, we may have a cross to bear in this world, but it'll be nothing compared to what Jesus bore for us. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, I've got to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to not do this. I'm a child of God and, and the Lord has spoken and, and here's what the Word of God says and I'm not going to go there or do that or look that way or do this. Why? Hey, that's a cross you bear for the sake of the Lord but that's nothing considered to what He bore for us. Amen. That's nothing considered what He did for us. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all you that labor heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. <laughs> we may have a yoke, we may have a cross to bear, but listen, it's nothing compared to what Jesus has bore for us. Amen. But it'll direct us to follow the way of the Lord. As Simon followed the steps in the steps of the Savior, as we bear the cross for Christ, we're not in His presence, but we're following the steps of the Lord. That's where we ought to want to be. Amen? There's not one of us in here that doesn't need direction in this life. Not a one of us. 
No, ma- no, matter, no matter how old you are or how young you are, whether you're a babe in Christ or whether you're a seasoned saint, it doesn't matter. We all need understanding. We all need direction in the life we're living for the Lord, without a doubt. Psalm 37 says this, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But that's not the end of the verse. I like the end of it. And he delighteth in his way. Amen? You ought to be wanting to go God's way this morning. Amen? And listen, if you're going to pick up the cross, hey, listen, as the Lord says so, you will go God's way. Amen? And you'll desire to do that. Amen? The direction that you're going will mean everything to you. It means everything. There's a lot of distractions in this world today. We need to know the way. I tried to explain them boys yesterday. I preached on temptation. The importance of, of, of saying no to temptation. I told them, I said, for most of you in here, the fact and the reason you're in here is because you couldn't say no to temptation. And that's why you're doing now you're suffering for not saying no to temptation you should have said no to. The one boy said, you're right. Didn't he? You're right. He said, you're right, preacher. And so important the direction we're going. Listen, and in bearing the cross, here's the benefit of it. Listen, in bearing the cross, listen, understand, you don't even have to bear the weight that, 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 is, that is, is too burdensome. The Lord's t- He's leading the way. But listen, you can follow Him and He'll lead you in the way you need to go. Number three, got to move. It made him part of the greatest work in the world. You ever thought about that? By Simon bearing that cross after Jesus behind the Lord, it made him part of the greatest work in the world. Because what was getting ready to take place on Calvary is still the greatest work in the world, amen. And he is part of that, amen. He was part of that. You know, I think it's a crying shame today. Most of the heroes today are drunkards, drug addicts, whoremongers. That is, that what these young people are, are considering heroes today is, is they're, they're a bunch of drunkards, drug addicts, they're head cases, they're whoremongers, and that's who they're saying is their example and their testimony, they're heroes. Lord, help us to get some godly men, amen, and some young people to say, listen, I want to be like a preacher. I want to be like that man of God, amen. I want to be like the one that's following God, amen. Amen. Why? Because you're part of the greatest work in the world, amen. We at Old Pass Baptist Church, we are part of the greatest work in the world, amen. We're able to live and, and share the gospel and the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. The world may pass by and there's some that we've been here nine years, don't even know a church is here. But God does. Amen. And I want you young people to understand and realize the greatest life you can live is a life for the Lord. Amen. Why is it? Because the greatest work ever done was on Calvary. And Simon had part of that. And if you get saved and you follow God and bear the cross, it'll be the greatest work you ever accomplish on this earth. Amen. Simon that day became part of the greatest work in the world. And to bear the cross and live for Jesus is part of the greatest work in the world. Amen? Don't you hold your head down because, listen, you live for Jesus. 
Don't you let this world make you think that the way you live and what you do, you ought to be ashamed of. Amen. Look at me, girls. Look at me. Look at me. Don't you hold your head down because you dress modest and you're going to remain pure. And listen, you're not going to get defiled by this world. Listen, you hold your head high, amen. You're part of the greatest work in the world. Hey, live for Him. Bear the cross, amen. It'll never be as much as He bore for you. And in the end, it'll benefit you greater than you ever could imagine, amen. Amen. Don't you ever hold your head down, son, that you're going to live for God and give your life to Him. Don't you ever do it, amen. Don't you let the world ever think to you that it's second rate to serve God and you and your life is all about Christ and your life is all about church. Don't you ever let anybody make you think any different, amen. Amen. Some people can't fathom to me how we spend vacation and time and money to go eight hours for meetings. Praise God. It's the greatest thing in all the world, amen. It ain't the beach. It ain't some roller coaster. It's Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying we can't have fun. We can have fun and still live for God, but I'm going to tell you what, ain't nothing going to take place of the greatest work that's ever been done, and that's Calvary, amen. And we ought to live like that, amen. 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 Here's number four. This is where I wanted to get. The benefits of bearing the cross. Number one, it brought him in the presence of Jesus. That's a benefit. Number two, it made him follow in the steps of the Savior. That's a great benefit. Number three, it made him part of the greatest work in the world. That's a tremendous benefit. But here's number four. It changed him and his family forever, Brother Barr. I want to run. I'm telling you what, I might take off in a new church. I'm afraid I'm going to hit a wall in here. <laughs> or I'm going to trip over a speaker or something. But I'm not going to be tied down in the new building. Amen. Amen. It changed him and his family forever. How do you know, preacher? Well, let's do a little study. You want to do that with me? Let's go to Mark chapter 15. Let's go to Mark chapter 15. It's going to get you. Mark chapter 15, verse 20. I want to make sure everybody's there. I'll wait to quit hearing the pages flip. Mark 15, verse 20. This is the account of Mark in what we were just reading in Luke. Look what it says, chapter 15, verse 20. And when they had mocked him and took off the purple from him and put his own clothes on him and led him out to crucify him, verse 21, pay attention, and they compel one, Simon, a Cyrenian, who passed by, coming out of the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to bear his cross. Brother Barth, he won't just stand in there by himself. 
he had a wife and he had two boys that were watching daddy and when those soldiers maybe brother Richard had compelled him and it seemed like forced him brother Jason hey when he picked up that cross hey and he got in the presence of Jesus brother Jason and then he began to follow in the footsteps of the Lord and he he was taking part in the greatest work of the Lord there were two boys watching their daddy follow that cross and follow Jesus amen and I'm telling you what it changed him and changed them forever I'll show you why Mark writes this as if if we're to know who they are do you not I believe that he's writing as if he says look what he says here he's just coming out of the country the father of Alexander and Rufus like we're supposed to know Alexander and Rufus well we kind of are if we read our Bible if we study the word of God Say, so how do you know that? Well, go to Acts chapter 19. Now, this is where studying comes in. This is where we're, we're taking some, some resources and, and taking some time and things. And as we look, and I'm going to point some things out to you this morning. In Acts chapter 19, in verse 30. Hmm, it's getting good. Amen. It ought to stir you men. And ladies, you should just hang in there. Before we get over with, this going to stir you too. But in Acts chapter 19, verse 30, look what it says. And when Paul would have entered in unto the people, the disciples suffered him not, and certain of the chief of Asia, which were his friends, sent unto him, desiring him that he would not adventure himself into the theater. Why? Because you've got, hey, you've got scribes, Pharisees, you've got those that were against them. Paul and his disciples and those of his party. And look what it says. Some therefore cried one thing and some another for the assembly was confused and the more part knew not wherefore they were come together. And then look at verse 33. And they drew... Who's that? Hmm. How about that? Alexander. Hmm. If you go back here and you look and you begin to cross-reference, and there in the Gospel of Mark where it talks about, about Alexander and Rufus, guess what? That Alexander you're reading in 19 is the same Alexander. He's that boy who was standing on the road when his daddy bore the cross. And look what it says. They drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward. Do you realize, Brother Jason, out of the whole party of followers with Paul, they picked Alexander. Woo! I'm telling you what right now. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Look what it says. Let me finish the verse. Let me finish the verse. And Alexander beckoned with the hand and would have made his defense unto the people. Understand something here. you got to realize something. Hey, what I'm saying is this. The, the Alexander, this is the son of Simon, and he was a follower. He ended up getting saved, Brother Jason, somewhere along the line. And he wasn't just saved, but he was part of the party of Paul. And when they needed somebody to settle the crowd, Miss Lucy, when it says he held up his hand, they needed someone who was able to speak to a crowd. And they chose Brother Barth Alexander. He wasn't the back row Christian. Hey, he wasn't the one that showed up on Sunday mornings. Praise God. He was in. Amen. They wouldn't have picked him to be the one to speak to that ruthless crowd and try to settle them down unless they knew, hey, he was a godly man. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He had a part 
in God's work. Amen. He wasn't just part of the family of God. Thank God he was. But he was in. Amen. The son of Simon. He was a well-known Christian. Out of the multitude, they picked him, Brother Jason. Amen. Because they knew he is worthy. He wasn't a phony. He wasn't a pretender. He wanted to play. He wasn't a third row back kind of guy. He was right up front, Brother Barth. He was one of the mighty men for Paul. Amen. Amen. He'd embraced the gospel, embraced the man of God, and those people asked him to speak and defend Paul and his party. I'd say that's pretty good pick up the cross and serving, amen. I'd have to say, Brother Jason, as he watched his daddy as a young boy following the feet of the Savior, amen, I say it had to do something in the heart of that kid that one day when he was a grown man, he was faithfully serving God. That's just one. Go to Romans chapter 16. About Rufus. Romans chapter 16. Praise God. Are y'all hearing me? I'm going to tell you what, man, I got this thought and I got running this thing. I have never more in my life wanted to live for Jesus for my children than ever before. I'm going to tell you right now, Brother Bar, it has, it has put a fire in my heart, amen. It'll make a difference, amen. Look at verse 13. This is Paul's salutation to those saints who mean a lot to him. Whew, praise God. Look at this, Miss Kayla. Verse 13. Salute Rufus. <laughs> Do I need to tell you who he is? Do we need to go back to Mark, amen? This was the other son of Simon. I salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord. That chosen in the Lord, I mean, guess what? He was like his brother. He was faithful in the service of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Paul's salutation. Listen, hey, he, he's saluting those close to him. And he once again picked Simon's other son. Amen. These are the people that had an impact in the Apostle Paul's life we're reading about here. He was a choice man. He was an excellent Christian. He was Simon's son. I'd say, Brother Richard, when you go back to the day when Jesus passed by, Hallelujah. And he was compelled to pick up the cross, Brother Jason. And he picked it up, not realizing the blessing was in it, but realized he was now in the presence of Jesus and could hear him, Miss Christine. And then he could walk and follow exactly where the Lord went. And he was not only doing that, but part of the greatest work in the world that he had two boys and a wife watching, Brother Jason. And it affected not only him, but them. And we see, we're not talking, hey, a month down the road, this is years. These are grown men with their own families but had an impact in the ministry of God. Amen. I'm telling you, isn't that what you want, Brother Bond, for your family? Amen. Isn't that what you want, family, for your children? Amen. Brother Pat, isn't that what you want for your children and grandchildren? Amen. That's what I want for our church. Amen. I'm not playing, praise God. I'm telling you, we've got a work to do. Amen. And make a difference for the lives. It's only going to happen if we'll be willing to pick up the cross and follow Him, amen. And don't tell me it don't work. Praise God. It affected a whole family right here. 
Now hang on, ladies. We got something for you too. Let's finish the verse. Salute Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother. <laughs> Praise God. And mine. We're going to get into this. Do you understand what he's saying? <laughs> I'm sorry I'm a little fired up this morning, but I, I'm fired. This is important, Brother Jason. You've got a man who is compelled to carry the cross. And because he did, he's got two boys, two children, who are now grown, not just part of the family of God, but serving faithfully in the family of God. And his wife won't left behind, praise God. Hallelujah, ladies. Listen to me here. Amen. She had a part in this too, amen. As he picked up that cross, amen. Hey, it wasn't just him boys standing there, but his wife was there. They were a family, praise God, back then. They did everything as a family, amen. They were uh, at the feast and the Passover as a family. As she watched her husband faithfully carry that cross with the Savior in the front going to Golgotha. I'm telling you what, it had an impact on her too. How do you know? Because I'm going to tell you what, she had an impact on Paul I got chill bumps amen praise God amen do you understand this do you realize what's taking place listen hey these boys were close to Paul but so was Simon's wife he says his mother and mine he's not saying listen this ain't Paul's mama we know, hey, in Timothy, hey, we know, and you go back and you search out of there, you can see some of that we're talking about. He's saying, and you know, you get into a relationship with people. Hey, he said, hey, this lady is as much as his mama, she is mine. We call Miss Lucy Mama Lucy. And she ain't my mama. And she got the last name of Smith, some may think that. But I'm going to tell you what, hey, she has it. Bless my heart and some of our hearts in this church, amen. And we'll call her, she's like a mama to some of us, amen. And Paul's saying about, hey, he's saying about Simon's wife, she's been such a blessing in the ministry. Hey, your mama and mine too, amen. Because she's made a difference in my life, amen. amen. Whoo, that's a whole family, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that, Amen. Simon, his wife, his boys, praise God. She may be the natural mother Rufus, but she acted like his mother. We're talking to the Apostle Paul here. Now listen, I don't have time, but if you go to Acts again in chapter 19, I think it is. I may be wrong on that. But if you go back, and like I said, I run out of time with this, you see Simon mentioned again as one of the main leaders in the church at Antioch, Brother Jason. Listen, they didn't start and fizzle out is what I'm trying to say, amen. They started, and praise God, when he chose, it was compelled to be on a cross, and stayed on, amen. Praise God, amen. You know what we need today? We could, I'm tired of quitters. We need those that say, listen, we need some of you men to say, I'm picking it up and I'm going to bear it, amen. And no matter, hey, it may not be easy, but I'm telling you what, you've got some children watching. Amen. amen. And I'm going to tell you what, for this man, it meant everything to him and his family. The entire family faithfully serving the Lord. Amen. amen. The scriptures are indicating to us that this whole family 
was well known among the early Christians. And I don't know, like I said, I, this is, I, I know I don't have it all. I told the men back in the prayer room, pray for me. I don't have all this together. This just, I really don't. But I don't I haven't said all, but I don't know if there's another family that I know in the Word of God that everybody's listed that that hey that I'm talking was impacted and impacted the way that they did. Amen. Simon was changed forever. The the day he came in the presence of Jesus. But not only did bearing that cross, Brother Barth, benefit him, but it benefited his whole family. Don't tell me it ain't important how you live. Don't tell me it ain't important. Men, hey, listen, you better understand your children are watching you day in and day out. Amen. You better understand, listen, hey, there are people watching, and I'm telling you what, it makes a difference. Amen. Praise God, it makes a difference. Amen. Look, it's wonderful to be saved. I thank God I'm saved. It, it's wonderful to be able to tell us about Jesus. Whew. I'm thankful for the opportunity we've had to see people come to Christ. I'm thankful for the opportunity we have to go to JMU. I'm thankful for the opportunity we have to go to that jail. Tell them boys about Jesus. Listen, it's wonderful to be saved. It's wonderful to tell others about Jesus. But there's nothing that compares. There's nothing that compares to have my wife. And my children saved and serving God. Amen. Amen. You understand that? I mean, I'm thankful I'm on my way to heaven. I'm thankful I've got a chance to share the gospel. But I'm telling you right now to know that my wife is by my side and my children ain't backed up on God and aren't going to back up on God. Amen. You're not going to give up and, and give it to the world. Amen. That you're still going to go strong and you're going to be some ladies that get married and love God and find some men that love God and serve God faithfully whether it's here at Old Pass or wherever God may take you. And I hope it is here. Amen. But if it's not, I'm saying, praise God, you're faithfully serving and I'll bless daddy's heart more than anything amen and to see you grow up son and continue to live for God amen, amen. amen. <sighs> one day grandbabies brother Bad. Grand, grandbabies brother Barth to <sighs> see them love God <sighs> Where does it go back to? It goes back to the day Jesus passed by. Amen. And that man was compelled. Now listen, I know he is forced. But when that word compel, hey, encourage, hey, listen, when God nudges your heart, you're going to raise your family for God and bear that cross for your wife and them children and one day they'll come to know you got one in and the others are coming to know and live for God down the road you're holding grandbabies on your lap amen in the house of God amen I'm telling you what I don't know what else would be better amen and be with Jesus hallelujah praise God amen who says it can't happen we see it right here it will amen amen 
You go back to that day at first when, that, when Jesus came by, I can't imagine what Simon was thinking. And to see the Savior that way. And then when they stopped right in front of him and said, Pick up the cross! I don't know, maybe Jesus, maybe he wasn't carrying it fast enough. We don't know why. But when that command was heralded out, could you imagine? He probably brought the path thought, You've got to be kidding me. And to him, it could have been the worst day of his life, Brother Jason. In his mind, he's probably thinking, There ain't nothing. Look, I'm here for the Passover. And here I'm watching, I'm watching Jesus bearing this cross, but he did, listen, hey, when it was taking place, he probably thought this is the worst thing that can happen, but soon after that, he realized it was a blessing, amen. 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 That's what the cross would do for you. Amen. That's what the cross would do for you. It changed him. It changed his family. We'll bear the cross of Christ that will influence others. You're seeing some of that. You're bearing the cross at the rescue squad. You're bearing the cross. We're bearing the cross and we've seen people. You've bore the cross, Miss Kimberly. I'll never forget the day we've seen her daddy call out to God. Keep bearing the cross. Keep bearing the cross. It has an influence, Brother Jason. Probably the last thing going through his mind as he was bearing it, well, what, is my, what do my boys think? What my wife? But oh, they were watching. And it made all the difference in the world. I don't know what would have happened if he would have said no and refused. I don't know if they'd have beat him. I don't know. I, I don't know. But could you imagine if he had passed that moment up? And the man beside him said, Yeah, boy, I'll do Because he'd say, he picked her up and he began to follow. It made all the difference in the world. Amen. Are you listening? And as they laid him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. What looked to Simon at the beginning to be a catastrophe turned out to be a wonderful opportunity. Amen. The benefits of bearing the cross. It'll bring you in the presence of Jesus. It'll allow for you to follow the steps of the Savior. It'll make you part of the greatest work in the world. And it can change you and your family forever. Amen? Amen. If you're saved, can I tell you something? If you're saved, you're called to bear a cross. You're going to have to be willing to bear it. It ain't going to be easy. Ain't gonna be easy. But you may never know until you get to heaven the influence you had by bearing your cross. Amen? Amen. This man found out it was the key to his wife and his two boys and his entire family serving God 
through the ages. I like it that they're grown and God put in here about them. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. Like I said, I'm tired of people walking out on God after a year. I'm talking, hey, what's going on? Listen, I get excited people get saved. Don't get me wrong. But what gets me more excited is I see them years down the road still in church, faithfully serving God. Amen. 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 If you're willing to bear it, there will be some benefits that are amazing. So my question to you, Morgan, come to the piano. 